getting glue all over the place. Well, it's not my fault everything's sticky now. Look, we need to get these game boards looking their best for UKGE next week. Have you been learning the rules like I asked? Well, I thought you'd be helping teach it over at the Playtest UK stand on Saturday morning with me. Oh, your swan mates taking priority, do they? Well, it's nice to know where I stand. No, 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 no. You don't have to push the button this week. I don't want that getting all sticky. Just go get yourself cleaned up, and then you can come back and help clear up. Think that's as good as it's going to get. I mean, it's just a prototype at the moment, isn't it? Right, peeps, time for some news. Hit it. The Spiel de Jar, or Game of the Year, is nearly upon us. I know, that's come back round pretty quick, hasn't it? And this year's nominees have just been announced, revealing the board games that are in the running for this year's prestigious prize. The Spiel de Jar is said to be board gaming's biggest prize for more than 40 years, giving games that extra something special and approval from the gaming industry as a whole. Past winners of the Game of the Year include the likes of The Settlers of Catan, Carcassonne and Codenames, with more recent winners including last year's Cascadia and 2021's Micro Macro Crime City. While the main award, the Spiel de Jar, typically trends towards family-friendly games suitable for a wider audience, two other prizes are offered at the same time. The Kenner Spiel de Jar, or Connoisseur's Game of the Year looks to crown the best game that comes with a slightly more complex rules and gameplay. Alternately, the Kinderspiel de Jar celebrates the best kids board game of the last 12 months and is determined by a separate jury to the Spiel and Kennerspiel. So, on to this year's nominees for Spiel de Jar, and they are the co-op adaptation of video game Dorfromantic from Michael Palm and Lucas Zack. Magic Maze creator Casper Lapp's new party game Fun Facts. And Matthew Dunstan's puzzly root drawing flip and write game Next Station London. The Kennerspiel de Jar games shortlisted are from Z Man Games, quirky Capture the Flag game Challenges. Sci-fi themed tile placement game Planet Unknown by Ryan Lambert and Adam Rayberg. And finally, Kuto Yamada's Tokyo set game Icky. And finally, the Kinderspiel nominees are Sara Zarian's ice cream dice game Carla Caramel, Karim Oyudad and Johan Roussel's magic memory game Gigamon, and Antonin Bukhara and Eve's Hirschfeld's kid friendly spin on the spooky deduction game Mysterium in Mysterium for Kids. And I apologise for butchering any names in that segment. This year's winners will be announced on July the 16th. Fans of the book Good Omens by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett have seen the creation adapted to the small screen with stars David Tennant and Michael Sheen. Now, in the run-up to the second season being aired, Renegade Game Studio feels now the perfect time to release a game to tie in with the eternal battle between heaven and hell. 
Its official title is Good Omens, an Ineffable Game, and aims to hit retail shelves at the beginning of next month. Good Omens, an Ineffable Game, serves as both a collection of quick mini-games and a neat summary of last season's climactic standoff between the angels from heaven and hell. Each of the seven battle games are described as a learn-as-you-go contest, representing the four horsemen of the apocalypse, death, war, pollution and famine, along with fending off the forces of both heaven and hell before finally preventing Armageddon at the hands of the pre-teen Antichrist. The publisher plans to create three separate versions with component upgrades depending on which major retail outlet you choose. Amazon gets foil character cards, while both Barnes & Noble and Hobby Market version will include dice bags themed after Heaven and Hell and Agent Nutter's Book of Prophecy, respectively. Fans of the deck-building series Clank can rejoice in the news that it's getting a digital adaptation for both PC and mobile next year. First released in 2016 with the subtitle A Deck Building Adventure, Clank tasked players would-be thieves with venturing into the tunnels and rooms of a dungeon's lair, all Hobbit style. Its deck building elements allowed the players to add cards to their deck in order to gain more movement and attack power, needed to fend off the other monsters inhabiting the mountain as they amassed loot from the dragon's horde. The game's title comes from its tense noise mechanic, which sees players generate noise as they make their way through the teetering piles of gold and jewels. Over time, clank cubes are added to the board, eventually triggered by a card that activates the dragon's rage. If more loot has been stolen, the dragon's ire is greater, increasing the risk of damage to the players. If the players make it out alive with a stolen artifact, and their loot, the surviving players compete to see who collected the most valuable stuff. But there is the chance that all players can be knocked out by the dragon, leaving no one the winner. Since the original game, Clank has seen the release of numerous spin-offs and expansions, from the sci-fi Clank in Space, to a pair of standalone legacy games set in the world of a D&D actual play series, Acquisitions Incorporated. The port is being developed by Clank Digital Branch form of Direwolf Digital Studio, alongside the original game's co-publishers, Renegade Game Studios. Direwolf Digital has previously adapted board games including Root, Game of Thrones and Sagrada for PC and mobile, as well as handling the Pokemon TCG Online, but Clank will be the studio's first adaptation based on its own game. No details have been given on what Clank's upcoming digital release will include in terms of features or elements from its various tabletop outings. What we do know is that it will be available on PC via Steam and mobile formats next year following a closed beta offered to backers of the Kickstarter campaign for Clank Legacy 2 Acquisitions Incorporated. Following on from last week's news on the announcement of Fantasy Flight's new Star Wars-based TCG, Star Wars Unlimited, they have now given away a few more details of its gameplay, along with information on plans for its release schedule and organised play. Unlike the fixed card lists found in the publisher's living card games, Star Wars Unlimited will be a true trading card game in the vein of CCGs such as Magic the Gathering with randomised booster packs. Its first set, Spark of Rebellion, will include more than 200 cards when it releases in 2024. 
As in other TCGs, players will be able to build a custom deck out of their collection to adopt different playstyles and strategies. The new blog post, given the first details of Unlimited's gameplay, revealed mechanics that go beyond the traditional mold set by the likes of TCG Classics, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! Each player only gets a single action on their turn, whether it's playing a card, attacking the opponent or using an ability, with turns bouncing back and forth very quickly. Fantasy Flight says that the one action structure, similar to that used in the now shelved Star Wars Destiny, means players can quickly respond to their opponent's moves, with the timing of card actions playing a big part in the outcome of matches. Victory comes through destroying your opponent's base before your own base falls. Players can choose to attack from multiple fronts via Unlimited's division of battles into Sue's separate arenas, both on the ground and up in space. Cards can only be played to one or the other, meaning that you can't have an X-Wing on the planet's surface or Luke Skywalker swinging his lightsaber around in the vacuum of space, requiring players to ensure their deck can defend on both sides. However, some cards will have the abilities that affect cards outside of their own arena. Among the cards that can affect multiple arenas are leader cards, which sit separately to each player's main deck of cards and act as a singular, powerful presence in a deck not unlike commanders in Magic the Gathering's hugely popular commander format. Leaders are represented by horizontal cards that depict some of Star Wars' more famous faces. Luke and Darth Vader are the first to be revealed. Leader cards can use an effect while outside of the main battle before later being deployed, flipping the card over to reveal new abilities by paying their cost to join an arena as a unit card. Fantasy Flight also provided a look ahead to its plans for Unlimited's competitive scene, confirming plans to support multiple formats including draft, sealed and constructed play. Organised play will be divided into casual and competitive events. Casual play will span pre-release events, regular weekly matches and other events called store showdowns, aimed at newcomers to the game and players looking to test out their decks in unranked matches. Competitive events, meanwhile, will include large-scale tournaments and massive prize pools. Competitive events such as regional, sector and planetary qualifier rounds will earn players tournament points based on their performance, with the highest-ranking players earning a place in the game's galactic championship. Star Wars Unlimited Spark of Rebellion will be released next year, following hot on the heels of Disney's TCG Lorcana's launch this summer. Atomic Mass Games have announced the next set to jump into your Marvel Crisis Protocol matches, and we're heading back to Wakanda, where M'Baku and Claw will be going toe-to-toe over the ever-valuable Vibranium. So on the one hand, you have the mighty chieftain known as M'Baku, who can use his strength to take on even the most mighty of foes. Set him alongside T'Challa, the Black Panther, and you'll have a pair of heroes ready to keep Wakanda safe. It helps that M'Baku's miniature also looks pretty fearsome glaring down at his opponent. Although threatening the Wakanda's security is Ulysses' claw, using his variety of sonic weapons to try and claim Vibranium for himself and use it in a more of his schemes. With an absolutely fascinating miniature that seems like one of Atomic Mass's best, 
I could see this fellow being an invaluable and villainous ally. An impressive take on the ever-fluctuating form of Claw and what he brings to the tabletop in terms of power. If you're looking to drop these characters into Marvel Crisis Protocol, the set comes with the statistics you need to use them in-game and you also get team tactic cards which allow you to go big in the midst of a comic book scrap. I personally don't think there's enough games out there based on the other sci-fi staple, Star Trek. We've seen great things from the new series produced under the banner, like Picard, Discovery, Lower Decks and Strange New Worlds. Well, WizKids think the same with the announcement of Star Trek Discovery Black Alert. In this design from Lynn Vander Studios, you'll be working your way through an actual episode of the TV series. If you're familiar with the series, the ultimate weapon of the USS Discovery isn't its phasers or torpedoes, but rather its unique propulsion system, the Spore Drive. Now unfortunately, the Discovery has yet again accidentally slipped into the Mirror Universe, where its Mirror Universe version, the ISS Discovery, has been destroyed. So several members of another ship, the ISS Sharon, would like to capture the Discovery to use it for their own aims. Players in Star Trek Discovery, Black Alert, will divide into teams, and each team represents key members of either the USS Discovery or the ISS Sharon crew. Players take turns activating locations on their ship, navigating through the network and attempting to accomplish missions. One crew is trying to return home, while the other wants to capture the ship, so which team will emerge victorious? The Discovery moves along the paths of space to reach destinations and generally do stuff, whereas the enemy moves only from one space to an adjacent one regardless of paths, attempting to box in the Discovery and ultimately take control. That's pretty much all we've been privy to at this time, so hopefully we can bring you some more as it emerges. Well, we've seen far too many publishers falling to the wayside lately through various reasons, so it's nice to know one publisher looking to expand their already popular tabletop games into the board game arena. Catalyst Game Labs, the creator of the legendary Battletech and Shadowrun games, alongside Leviathan's The Great War, is branching out further into the world of board games. The company, which has already produced popular titles such as The Duke, Crossfire and Dragonfire announced the formation of a dedicated board game division. This division will not only house the aforementioned games, but will also include the best-selling titles acquired from other companies, such as Element from Rather Dashing Games and Kittens in a Blender from Redshift Games. Mike Ritchie, the creative director for Catalyst Board Games, expresses excitement about the new division. This idea of a board game division has been brewing for some time now, he said. We have so many great games and ideas in the works, the first of which we'll be publishing under the division is a unique and special experience. The first game to be published under the new division is Overlords in Training, a project close to the heart of Catalyst's managing developer, Randall Bills. Having spent nearly three decades in the adventure gaming industry, Bills has been known for his contributions to games and universes he loves, working with hundreds of game designers, artists and writers worldwide. Overlords in Training is a unique project that Bill describes as one of the most meaningful projects of my life. It's a game born from the imagination of neurodivergent son Kenyon, who has been crafting a dynamic universe filled with unique characters and settings for nearly a decade. 
Kenyon and his father have worked together to bring this universe, named Doodle Realms, to life in the form of a card game, with Kenyon at the helm of nearly all aspects of the game, from character design and naming to writing quotes. The game is on Kickstarter now and is described as a fast and fun card game in which players assume the roles of overlords in training, vying to impress the boss enough to survive a battle royale. We here at Meeple Minded wish Catalyst board games the best and you never know, overlords in training may make next week's crowdfunding spot because it wasn't on there at the time of recording. And we're heading over to Board Game Geek and it's this week's Top 5 Hotness. So you should know the score by now, these games are on the list, may already be out, are due to come out, or crowdfunding at the moment. It tends to be a list based on what people are searching for over on the website right now. And on to this week's top 5 games. In 5 is Earth. So the open world building is still doing it for many of you out there, as it retains a place in the top 5. Just. In 4. Heat. Pedal to the metal. It's obviously pulled in for some go-go juice, but it's still up there with the pack. In three, Books of Time puts a unique and exciting twist on tableau building, allowing you to construct three great books as you recreate the story of a civilization. In two, The Witcher Old World takes the legendary video game and thrusts it onto the tabletop. With Kickstarters arriving in people's homes and the retail release imminent, will you take on the role of a professional monster slayer? In one is Eon Trespass Odyssey, whose second printing campaign is over on Kickstarter. It's a one to four player campaign game about adventures, exploration and fierce battles with giant monsters. Players take on the roles of Argonauts in an alternate antiquity. The gods are dead and otherworldly primordials have been unleashed. You're the only ones who can fight off the darkness and make things right. And we're heading on over to crowdfunding. This week's game is over on Kickstarter and it ends on June the 7th. The game's called Evolution Another World. It's from Crow D Games and it's for one to four players or six with the expansion. We know a great deal about the evolution on Earth, but what about the evolution of creatures not of this Earth? Evolution Another World is an exciting story of various creatures acquiring defensive and offensive traits to adapt to the ever-changing environment. What we do know is there might be other worlds where completely different creatures dwell. Will the same laws of evolution apply there too? Well, it's time to find out. Evolution Another World is a card game in the beloved Evolution The Origin of Species series. In the game you create animals and give them traits, so they survive and thrive in the chaotic world of wondrous creatures. The goal of the game is to give your creatures enough energy to transmute and transcend their state of existence. The first player to transmute three creatures wins the game. This is a fast paced, easy to learn game with a solo mode included in the core game. Mechanically, it is inspired by Evolution New World, but trades some complexity for more dynamic and light gameplay. The game is family friendly because animals can't die or be eaten by predators. Competition is peaceful, but when you do attack other players' creatures, you only gain energy. The game has a straightforward win condition, you don't need to count victory points at the end of the game, just transmute three of your creatures and you win. 
Evolution Another World continues the widely acclaimed Evolution series. It started with Evolution The Origin of Species by Wright Games RBG, designed in 2008 by Dimitri Noor, PhD in Biology. There's only two pledges for this campaign. First one is just the retail version of the game with no additional content, and you can grab that for £25 or $30. Or there's the special edition, which includes all additional content, including a 5-6 to six player expansion, additional cards, plus more expansions, upgraded components, and all unlocked stretch goals. And that will be £37 or $45. What are you doing out there? You're stuck on the tap. I really don't know how he survived this long. Nothing. You'll have to say goodbye from there. It would help if you managed to glue his beak together. And it's a goodbye from me. Keep safe, meeples. Keep those dice rolling, the cards shuffling, and we'll be right here for you next week.